Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Fire, fire, the sun's on fire. It's getting warm, isn't it? Is everyone enjoying the hot weather? You've gone... People won't know, but you changed energy so powerfully to do that (laughs) fire thing. I was not ready for it, and it... Frankly, I'm confused by the sun's on fire element. (laughs) I'm just... Well, it's always on fire. You'd hope it is anyway, otherwise we'd all be gone. Emma, are you glad the sun's on fire? Um... Well, it's not really on fire in this room, to be honest. I've got a hoodie on, feeling a bit cold. Feeling cold? Yeah. It's, it's a nice a nice mid-spring day, a, a cool 17 to 18 degrees Celsius, which, let's be honest, isn't hot, but it's not stopping me wearing some shorts. So I'll there take you go. it, yeah. Exactly. You're one of those people um, that just loves wearing shorts. I'm not, but I do like have like a comfy pair of like indoor, almost like tracksuit shorts I like wearing around the house that... You know, it's quite quite freeing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I compose um, them. Whenever there's a, just a little ray of sunshine, the shorts come it, out. Exactly. It is like a postman. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought it'd be a quite a nice job being a postman, but I'd probably get bored of it after a few weeks. But just, you know, quite quite nice having a little routine, you know. Uh, yeah, You're you in it for all the, the randy elements. <laughs> you want to meet cute that, with someone. That had not even crossed my mind. I always associate that more with a milkman. But you don't really have milkmen anymore, do you? No. I haven't seen one for years. They're an endangered species. Uh, If you're a milkman or have been in the last five to ten years, please write in to IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN. We're into unusual unusual but well-known jobs these days after last Mm -hmm. week's grave digging debacle. It wasn't a debacle. It was a debacle. Nice. Yeah. Last well, week's that's grave like, you know, digging, nice. <laughs> gra- grave diggers will always have business. That is one thing you can guarantee in this world. Whereas milkmen die and breed. Uh, that's not technically true if we switch to cremation. I, um, you're, you're very, very correct. I am. We might have I urn am. diggers, but we might um, not have grave diggers. Burners, forever. cremators. Um, anyway. <laughs> I'm not trying um, to freak out our sizable grave digging population of listeners, but yeah, it's not more, guaranteed more on that work. later. More on that later. I don't know if we'll ever have enough for a grave digging special, but fingers crossed, one day we'll we'll get there. One mention got us three different replies, so yeah. if we keep mentioning it, we might build up a big grave digging. Mm-hmm. Do you know any grave diggers, Emma? Have you ever talked to one? I can't say I have, so I'm looking forward to to hearing more about it. Exactly. That's and if you work first. in a mortuary, oh God. I yes. don't care. I only care about grave diggers. What I don't want to hear your grim little embalmers. Fuck off. I only want to hear about <laughs> digging people, not people who get all the juice out of me when I die. I don't care about, what about the juice grave people. robbers. Grave robbers are an interesting mid-ground, and I would <laughs> I would welcome those emails, but I'm not guaranteeing we'll read them out. Oh, almost definitely not, yeah. so that would incriminate multiple people. You shouldn't rob Grace. Um, no. No. Um, anyway, should we talk about some... some, some 
I don't know, less morbid things. Joe, you've been fiddling with yet another handheld console. You just yeah. can't stop yourself. No. Tell us about the Playdate. Uh, the Playdate is little yellow. It's the colour of a yolk. Uh, <laughs> not like a not an organic yolk, though. Like oh, a okay. supermarket yolk. Um, I think it's really nice. It's It's bizarre. I don't know if I'd ever tell anyone they should definitely buy one. But I like mm-hmm. having one in my house it's not, and in my it's pocket. It's not cheap, is it? No, it's like one hundred and seventy-nine dollars. So what, mm. one hundred and fifty quid ish, roughly? Um, yeah. And it is. Let, let me get this out of the way. It is a luxury purchase. Like this isn't. This isn't going to like change your gaming life. It's just. Um, sorry, I've just been really put off by by Cardi while I'm speaking, typing ha 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 on Slack to something else. And that is disrespectful. Uh, to I'm, a, I'm listening to every word you're saying. Don't you worry. You're not you switched I'm off a as soon great as I said, multitasker. Yo. Fantastic. Um, it. it is. It is a black and white Game Boy style uh, two button and a D pad um, console plus a little crank on the side, oh, yeah. which is bizarre. Um, I don't know who this was made for except me. Like when I saw it, I was like, I want one of these really badly, and I knew that. It was, um, you know, potentially a massive waste of money. Um, but I just, I really like that someone's fiddling about with making new handhelds like Game Boys in the modern day. And what they've done is it's, A, it's beautiful and it feels really nice to hold. Like when when I'm thinking about how horrific the Steam Deck is, it's really mm-hmm. nice to have another handheld that is actually pocket-sized and just feels really good in the hands. Um, like beautifully designed, I can hold it for a long time, even though it's quite small. Um, the, it, the only issue, well, the only issue with the design I have, and it is kind of on purpose, I think, is the black and white screen is Game Boy style to the point where it is not backlit. So if you're in the oh, dark, okay. you can't see the screen. Um, it is super reflective, so you can see it much better than you could see a Game Boy back in the day. But mm. it is not backlit, and. While I get it, it's like it's a saving, um, like saving battery thing, um, yeah. and it feels quite retro. It's quite annoying to just be like, especially oh, I literally can't play this well. right now. Um, you'd, you'd expect to have something like that for something that is, you know, hundred and fifty. It's kind of odd, like um, but I love its idea, which is basically every week you get two more games just that appear on your console, and a little light comes on. And you click it, and every time you... It's just got so many cute touches. Like, when you first... uh, When you try and power it on, you have to press the power button twice to unlock it. And the two uh, unlock signs are two little eyes waking up. And it's like, oh, that's cute as fuck. (laughs) It also has what... This is so besides the point and won't interest anyone except me. But it has the best solution to um, typing in a name that I've... like. So, like, typing in text on a two-button console on most things would just be like clicking a d-pad for ages then clicking mm. shift then clicking the this one right has three lines of text and there's capitals under what what's lowercase and yep. symbols <laughs> and you just go between them and turn the crank and then find the letter you want and type in that way and it feels it's genuinely a really good solution <laughs> to that problem That's there should be cool. more cranks what so yeah this all sounds lovely joe what about the actual get the games any good 
some of them are great. Um, so okay. they're from a group of mostly indie developers, some of whom you will have heard of. So like um, Bennett Foddy, who made Getting Over It, and Quop did one in mm-hmm. there. Kate Takahashi, who did um, Katamari, has done one. Um, and there's there's a bunch of names that if you're kind of into indie stuff, you will have seen those people before. And like I say, they get delivered to you on a two week two weekly basis. There's a few mm-hmm. that I really like. There's one called Casual Birder, which is like... Um, pokemon style top-down rpg but you go around just taking pictures of birds and it's got quite an absurd storyline um there's one called i think it's demon hunter 83 or demon hunter 82 can't remember which which is kind of like i saw christian donlan who's the best uh describe it as like reverse Oberdin, in that it is a game in which you have to summon demons and they require certain combinations of things to be summoned. And you just have this notebook that basically says, this demon requ- will only respond to people who need it, need requests sorted. And he'll only appear if you've got cooked meat or salt with you. Um, and you've got to go into your... like, And the menu is your house, like a little suburban house. And you've got to go in a kitchen and get the ingredients you need to summon them. And then go in your phone book and find people from... Oh, sorry, your yearbook and find people from your high school who will f- meet the requirements of the demon. And then it like plays out bizarre. little cutscenes about the how the demon's been summoned and how it interacts, and then sort of changes the storyline based on which people were there and like changes their attributes and stuff. It's really weird. Like, it's a very That's strange much more involved, because I had... That actually sounds quite... Like, all the games in my head, I imagine, for this were almost like um, WarioWare games, or like five, ten-minute yeah. done games. Some of these actually sound much more developed than that. Yeah, yeah, there's like there's proper there's I, I don't know how I've not finished any of the games on this thing because you're so particularly on so I got this as a, a like a press review kit thing initially mm. and what they did with that was sped up the game process so I got instead of two a week I got two a day so I think I'm through most of the first season's worth of games and it really I think the the weekly thing if you kind of buy into it will be much nicer because you'll dip a lot more heavily into those things, whereas I'm sort of mm-hmm. dipping in and out and going across lots of bits. Um, some of them are very standard, like old school things. Like there's one, I think one of the first ones you get is like um, like a surfing game where you're using the crank to turn your surfboard and stay without wiping out on a wave. And there's one that a lot of people have seen, which is like, I think it's called Crankin's Time Traveling Adventure. And it's basically like manipulating a guy just using the crank going backwards and forwards in time to avoid obstacles and stuff and those are fine for a little bit but they didn't really do it for me um the the ones that have got me are the ones where it's like no this is a proper game and it's not just based on like the crank gimmick or the fact that it's on a little handheld it's like someone's just gone in and gone like i'm just gonna make this game um and what excites me i think is like coming through and going uh, uh like i can see myself genuinely taking a saturday and there's like a little game creation suite where you can really easily export stuff onto your console i quite like to tool about with that and it gives you i think it's got this quite like open free idea to it and it's simplistic enough that it doesn't feel mm-hmm. impossible to do so it's very much like it's an enthusiast's thing i don't think it's not going to go crazy and people yeah. aren't going to like wildly buy it and it's you know your mileage will vary massively but I yeah. kind of love it. I think it's a great little I'm experiment. Into it. it's the, I think I, it's something the thing I said to you. It's like, I don't know if I could justify spending that much on it from mm. what I've seen. But I would like, it's the sort of thing like, yeah, you obviously have one if I just borrowed it for a week and gave it back. Like, I'd get my <laughs> fill, if you know what I yeah. mean. But I don't I know. Think- 
Like you, you know, you get two a week. How long is yeah. that lasting for? Like, is that just for the? I can't remember how long. No, it's it is it's seasonal, but I can't remember how mm. long those seasons are. Um, and they just get yeah. added. They don't get take. Do they get taken away from you? No, no, point? no. They just get downloaded onto okay, your thing. Cool. Um, and like I say, that it's all these little, quite like old fashioned Nintendo touches, like coming in in the morning and seeing it flashing a purple light and going oh new games like feels genuinely like a little mini christmas Mm -hmm. present thing and to the point where when you get them they are christmas presents on your screen and something like unwrap like little arms come on and unwrap them for you and stuff like it's very old school nintendo handheld a kind of a really simple idea for a game here that crank you can get some good grave digging action you could there could be a big grave digging game (laughs) yeah Um, get that going Great yeah. Grave Digger Four Thousand is what I That's, imagine it's called. We could make that. We genuinely we make a playdate game called Grave Digger. Let's. You have let's to I feel now. like there is an you arcade game called Grave Digger, and if there wasn't, why was there never called an arcade game called oh, no, Grave Digger? Ridiculous. We should look um, into it. Emma, what would what game would you design with the crank? What, what's the crank being used for? You put me on the spot here. I'm trying to think. I like, absolutely have. Yeah. Th- I don't know. Maybe something like kind of like Spelunky, where you're sort of like okay. digging underground, mm-hmm. looking for stuff, looking for treasure Grave digging, you just gone straight from the grave digging onto treasure digging. Digging but, works. I guess so, yeah, but dig- yeah, that's the thing. It's like, you know, anything moving, digging, I think would What work. about like some sort, I'm th- imagining some sort of game where you're using a well, uh, maybe it's some sort of like fishing game, but you actually keep dip- dipping a bucket down and you have to crank like this crank joe <laughs> tell me more about the crank is, is it just does it have like any sort of like this it probably doesn't like any sort of almost like haptic food like does it get tenser and like no 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 that? but it's okay. but it is it's got a really smooth action and it feels okay. really nice to use and it's got a little magnet in the end so when you put it back mm-hmm. in it kind of well i don't know if it's a magnet or just a really nice like spring-loaded thing but basically when you push it back in it feels really nice when it when it's is there a back. fishing game i feel like there should be a fishing game if there's a crank like, yes there it. is but i don't think i've played it yet actually i um, haven't played the fishing no it's ridiculous yeah. too into demon calling i do yeah. i do want to play it but i just yeah i don't know I don't know if I can justify the money. If it, I don't know if it's the sort of thing that ever really got on sale either. I imagine it's the sort of thing that'll. Well, I think it's sold out till next year already. So I'm, um, yeah, I'm not sure how much it will. But, yeah, who knows? Be made for it. Yeah. Hopefully. What's like? Do you know what the long term plan for it is? Like they've got games rolling out weekly at the well, moment. That's it. It's like they've they've talked about it being seasonal. Um, how many seasons they get and that kind of thing i'm not sure like certainly they're now at the point where there are like commercial games you can buy for it like there is a ten dollar like life sim dating sim that someone's made just as a play day exclusive and things like that so i imagine they're kind of going oh yeah there you go season one is 12 weeks long um and then i'm assuming they'll keep doing that over time and get people in to do those bits but i imagine the long-term future is more the the creation side and like seeing mm-hmm. if people use it as a sort of fertile ground for testing out ideas that's still 24 games isn't it and yeah yeah i mean by the time you if you think about getting one by the time you ordered one and bought one now you'd probably have a, almost half those games on there by the time you got mm. it so yeah, yeah do you think true. you'll get one emma do you have any interest i'm interested in it the price puts me off a little bit um yeah. mm-hmm. but i guess the fact that it does come with that many games to begin with like 
you're getting a good like sort of like preview of it immediately um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. especially like you said if you're buying it now if you didn't like pre-order it um i've thought of a game actually is go there on. a swimming nope, game is there a game mm. where you can do like you know like a little bit of a front stroke backstroke kind so. of i think that could work yeah swim at swimmer 4000 yeah. all our games are just something 4000 i don't know why maybe you use uh i don't Maybe it's like a swimming fighting game. So you, you swim with the crank and then A and B, you punch and kick. Uh, oh, yeah. Swim like fight 4,000. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, just that's looking. I'm imagining. I think I was wrong. I don't think there is a fishing game. Wow. That's a, that is a big hole in this market we need to well, fill. Yeah, we could do that. Also, I got the name completely wrong of that game. It's called Demon Quest 85. All right? 85. Uh, so close get enough. Off, get off my back. People <laughs> will have, you know, they would have put two and two together, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, so. the play date it, it sounds lovely. I do want to give it a go at some point. Um, so maybe I'll just maybe I'll rob you, not your grave though, Jay, because you're very much still with us. Oh, um, one more thing right. before we move on. Sorry, you mentioned yeah. like the um, what is the battery life like for you so oh, far? Really long. Um, so it stays on for like days and days and days in standby oh. mode because um, it's a clock as well um like a really nice little digital clock so i just keep it on my desk most of the time um and uh yeah in terms of battery life i've certainly not noticed it going down appreciably while i've been playing um Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean to be fair i've only been doing it in little bursts here and there um but i do think i think it's pretty good also have you seen the dock they're making for it (coughs) it's so beautiful i I really haven't seen that actually it's like I'll, i'll see if i can get you a picture of it it's like a little um it's essentially a little bluetooth speaker with a pen that comes out the top um so it gives you like a little pen and a bluetooth speaker and then you just click it on the front and it looks brilliant i want that it so, nice. so i didn't even know it was getting a dock so there mm. we go the more you know the more i am tempted but can i justify it see still i don't know we'll have to look um do you know what i have been enjoying though is a little game called Lego Builder's Journey, which mm. came out almost a year and a half ago now. It's a, an Apple Arcade game. And I was going to play it then, never did. Then last year it also came to PC, Xbox and Switch. I looked at it, I thought, oh, I want to play that. And then for some reason, I never did. Finally, this week, it came to PlayStation and I thought, do you know what? I've got a nice little, I want, I want a nice little game to chill out with over Easter. Easter's gone now. I'm playing it anyway. Mm-hmm. But, um... Yeah, if you don't know what this game is, it's unlike a Lego game. I feel like when you say it's a Lego game, people think it's like every other Lego game, which is, you know, a loose action platformer game where you collect lots of stuff. This is definitely not that. This is a puzzle game. Think something like The Last Campfire or Captain Toad, something like that, where it's kind of like little miniature levels, kind of like little dioramas. And the idea basically is you build your way from one point to the other on each of these little... Uh, little lego sets and it's this nice little like wordless adventure story between like a father and their child and it starts off quite basic but they they build in complexity they get more interest in these puzzles and it's just kind of really just delightful it the music is really nice it's just so relaxing the sound the way you just like the sound the way the little bricks just click together and like tumble sometimes it's just it's just really satisfying um, and it looks beautiful as well. Like this, it's wild how it's, good that game looks. Yeah, especially um, because I'm playing it on PS5, you can add the ray tracing as well. It looks absolutely lovely. Yeah, I'm just having 
Arena of Slam. They had a creative mode of will with this as well. I played that for a little bit. It's fine. I, you know, it's mm. it's, it's building Lego. You know, we've, we've all build? pretty much built Lego. I, I I built a square of bricks and then said, that's me done with that. Uh, <laughs> I might go back to that because uh, I want to finish the story. The story is only around two hours, I think. I'm mm. most of the way there, I think. I'm getting towards the end. I've been playing it in nice little like half an hour chunks. But yeah, it's can just I, can very I charming. In? Go on. Can I slip in a related thing? Because when I went to the WASD conference a couple Ooh. of weeks back, I played the next Lego weirdo game, Lego Brick Tales, which is... That looks good as well. Yeah, which is the first Lego game where you actually fucking build Lego as part of the game, which is mm-hmm. ridiculous. Um, as in, like, brick by brick. Is uh, it by the same team? Cause it no, it's so... by the people who made Bridge Constructor. Oh, okay. Um, oh, okay. Which really comes into play because it's not just, like build lego to do things it's also a physics-based game that goes beyond like you know it's not just making lego dioramas it's going if this was a physical real thing would it Mm. work um so the bit i played i i think it's brilliant like it's things like can you build something that works as a staircase out of these like 10 bricks or up to like can you build effectively like a functioning bridge out of a load of bricks that really shouldn't work for that so it's kind of like piecing together lots of stuff and then putting bricks underneath as like uh like girders to hold it mm-hmm. all together so that when you i you love can the simulate yeah you can simulate like a little robot walking across it and then mm-hmm. it might just collapse under them and fall apart and so you've got so to like, no, properly physics it up there's no like one solution you kind of just have to you can, as long as it works it works in a way if you know what i mean like, yes, you just work it out. Is it almost like scribble notes in that sort of way? I'd, like, is that uh, it's weird... more limited than scribble notes because you're okay. given like it's not just imagine it. It's going you have X number of bricks to make this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there was fun stuff like the last puzzle I did in the demo was like effectively build a little gyrocopter, and so you had the basic pieces, but you had to build it so that it would physically fly upright. And I accidentally, it gives you like a little plant. And I was like, I'm getting that plant on it. It's not going to help me at all, (laughs) but I'm getting that plant on it. And I kept making it and I'd over tipped it so that it would like fly basically like 90 degrees towards the ground where it shouldn't be. And eventually I stuck the plant on and it balanced the whole thing out and it flew perfectly straight. And I was like, this is cool as fuck. Like that was such an accident. (laughs) And it was such a nice like accidental solution to the problem that the game's not wanting you to find it just let me find that and that kind of experimentation with the building and stuff like i i was playing with a pr next to me they were like three or four times like oh i did this completely differently and it worked Mm -hmm. but you've done it in a completely different way and i was like that's cool like it's such a nice use of that idea i love the satellite do you have any idea when that's coming it's this year um it might even be this summer um delightful uh don't quote me on that I don't know. <laughs> um but yeah i think it's I, I i think it's a great idea and i can't believe it's taken this long to get a game where lego mm-hmm. is about building lego um but there yeah. you go yeah yeah big really interrupt. excited about absolutely it. that sounds um, really cool mm-hmm. yeah same with a uh, lego's builder journey if you're looking for a nice little charming two-hour adventure i think it's only like 15 pounds on playstation it's probably a lot cheaper everywhere else if you have apple arcade it's included i think still. Mm. so yeah Get on that if you haven't. Um, Emma, Better Call Saul is back. 
I know you're a big fan. Yes, I'm so happy. And we got two episodes <laughs> as well. What a show. No, I just, I love how like, I, I mean, I won't spoil any of the, the new stuff um, just in case, because like two hours is quite a lot of TV yeah, well, to I've, watch immediately. I've still only watched season one, so try not spoil anything from the last few seasons if you can. <laughs> okay, all right. all right. That's good you said that, because I was about to talk about like the end of season five. Um <laughs> It picks up right where it left off from the previous mm. season, which is really cool. And th- like the finale episode was really, really good for season five. So mm. yeah, without spoilers. I'll get there you know, one day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really good. That's the thing. I feel like compared to Breaking Bad, um, Better Call Saul is like quite a slow burn. You sort mm-hmm. of, it's, it starts off very slow. You've got to get into it. And you're sort of like wondering when you first start, like, how are they going to make these characters who are sort of side characters interesting? But it's definitely worth it. So if you haven't watched it or you've only watched some of it, stick with it because it gets really, really good. And like, I actually prefer it to Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Do what you? I, I know, yeah. I know a lot of people say that now. And yeah, because I, for some reason, I watched season one when it first came out, and I liked it. I liked it a lot. And for some reason, I just never when season two came out i just didn't watch it and i just haven't caught up since i do need to because i do know everyone who watched it says it's fantastic like what for you makes it i know it's tough because you know they're different things but what makes it for you better than breaking bad i think what's really good about this is not to say that like the characters in breaking bad aren't smart but like because they are but i think Mm. what really stands out to me with better call saul is that so many of the characters that they're focusing on are so intelligent in how they can anticipate what other people are doing. They're like a few steps ahead of everything. And it makes for such a great show then because they mm-hmm. can set up all these things like episodes and episodes in advance and they can sort of have it, you know, over maybe like even half a season of setup. And the characters are always going to come out and they're in the know and you as the audience aren't. But it's so cool mm-hmm. to see like these massive reveals. So like especially with um Jimmy, he's a very like charismatic character, but he can manipulate people and get them to do like whatever he wants, pretty much. And even when you think he's in a corner and there's like there's absolutely no way you can get out of this, he'll find it and it will just make perfect sense like how he managed to do that. And then on mm-hmm. the flip side of that, you've got some really like scary sort of bad guys in it where they are five steps ahead of everyone else and it's like terrifying to see how their mind works and how they set up stuff and then you work it out after like oh they completely set that person up like at the beginning of the episode or last episode and it's just really cool to see that stuff like come together Mm -hmm. i just yeah i didn't ever really got that in my head it was always a bit lighter than breaking bad i didn't know it ever got that uh into it i thought it was, maybe it's just because i you associate bob odenkirk with comedy and i maybe i'm misremembering season one but i found it funnier than breaking bad ever was but oh there's it still sounds there's like a the... lot of comedy still like he's still okay. gonna make you smile in each episode but yeah it it does get like pretty pretty serious as you sort mm-hmm. of get into it yeah i just find it interesting yeah that they've i do need to watch it because obviously it sounds amazing but um the fact they've been able to keep that tension up and you not knowing what's going to happen despite it being a prequel and you ultimately, if you've seen Breaking Bad, you ultimately know what's going to happen to at least a couple of these characters, but you're still left wondering what's going to happen. That It's, it's a really hard thing to do in a prequel, but it sounds like they've, they've somehow nailed it. Definitely. I think because we know this is the like last season as well, there are certain mm. characters where it's like, I know you're not in Breaking Bad, 
so what on <laughs> earth is going to happen to you? And so yeah. it's exciting because you're like, all right, where, where are we going with you? But I'm also kind of like dreading it because it's like, oh, well, I like that character and I'm scared for them, truly. Like you can kind of see like they're wrapping a lot of stuff up or like preparing to wrap a lot of stuff up in these mm-hmm. like first two episodes. And so, yeah, I'm starting to get very scared for one of the characters and what's going to happen uh... to them. Yeah, I do want to catch up because I'm on there and I want to see if they almost do like a Rogue One New Hope sort of thing where the last scene is like the first scene with where Walter White meets Saul. Like, I don't know if they're going to do that sort of thing with it, but that would be cool to see just because, yeah. I feel like the first time when I watched Breaking Bad, like everyone did when it first came out, like absolutely loved it, thought it was like best thing on earth. I feel like people the last few years have cooled in it. I don't know if that's just like the natural thing that people do though after something. They're like, oh, it wasn't as good as you remember. I feel like it was though. I feel like I could rewatch Breaking Bad now and still think it was absolutely incredible. Oh, I yeah, certainly think, yeah, show. there are like arcs of that show that are still way up there. I wonder if it's mm. partly because it is a bit more like it was kind of start of prestige TV where yeah. we're at now. And maybe it feels in retrospect like a tad more trashy, like a little more soapy in places. But mm-hmm. it was really good fun. Um, so good. Yeah. I should cool. watch Saul though. And are you caught up with Better Call Saul, Joe? I haven't watched more than five episodes, I reckon. It was just really? one of those things where it just never caught me at the right time, and I've never gone mm-hmm. back to it. And every time I've gone like, oh, I should catch up on a show, it's always been something else. Yeah, um, I, yeah it's, it's one of those ones where it is kind of that, it is partly that thing of going, well, I know where he has to end up, that mm. turns yeah. me off, even though I know they're obviously doing enough to fill six seasons worth of stuff. But there is that part of me where I'm just like, well, at some point, fucking Cranston's gonna turn up and be like hello I'm a little teacher um (laughs) I don't really know that's that's kind of I don't know there's something about that that turns me off but maybe I'm I think I'm probably I need to do it I probably will do it maybe I'm gonna do it soon who knows I'll let everyone know if I ever do it yeah there's so much to watch that's the thing there's a lot to get through and like Hmm. but if I can sell you on it I think what I would say is like the character's like you might know some of the characters that are in it, especially if you've watched like mm. season one. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes in like Breaking Bad. And I think what's mm. cool about this show is you kind of see like those characters that are doing a lot of their stuff behind the scenes who are side characters in Breaking mm. Bad. You get to see what they actually sort of actually do in their day to day lives in this, which is really, really mm-hmm. cool. There's yeah. the the main thing I like about uh, Better Call Saul at the moment is that um there was a good bit on one of the latest Comedy Bang Bang episodes where two people came on and improvised an entire two characters based solely on the character trait of Mike Ehrmantraut saying people shouldn't mess with his granddaughter. And it went on for like half an hour and it's genuinely one of the funniest things I've I've heard on that show for ages. So well done, Better Call Saul. Thank you for that. Very good. Well done to them. Um, I've been watching something else that's on Netflix, which what? is uh, actually Breaking Bad related because it has someone who's in Breaking Bad in it. Uh, I watched It is Plemons. I watched the film Windfall, which came out a few weeks ago on uh, Netflix. And you know what drew me to this film? Because uh, it was late last night. I was like, oh, I want to watch something. 90 minutes long. That's what oh, you want to yes. see sometimes. Oh, yes. And don't go, I love a three hour epic. As much as anyone on this planet. But sometimes you just see like 87 minutes or whatever it was. And I was like, fantastic. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you don't know what Windfall is, it's kind of like a thriller drama. The premises, Jason Siegel, who I haven't seen in quite a while. Don't know what he's mm. been up to. Hope he's all right. 
uh, seems a nice man. Uh, maybe he's not. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, Jason Segel, he plays a man. And this is all in the first three to four minutes, I reckon, of this film. So don't worry, I'm not spoiling anything. He's a man who's broken into this billionaire's holiday home. That billionaire is played by Jesse Plemons and his wife is played by Lily Collins. And out of nowhere, this billionaire and his wife arrive at this holiday home that Jason Siegel is having a snoop around. And from there on, you know, they discover he's in the house and a sort of kind of hostage situation starts. And that is the premise of this film. Um, I liked it. I didn't love it. This isn't like a glowing recommendation, but it is a recommendation if you want something that's an hour and a half or less and you're going to be told a succinct story. It's like, as you'd expect from those people, there's good performances. Like, I don't think Jesse Plemons is anything other than great in any... I don't think I've mm. ever watched anything he's in and gone, you're brilliant. And to be, he doesn't have tons to do in this, but is I like him because he's kind of playing like an arrogant billionaire in this. Like, It's like he is in... um. Breaking Bad, like, being a bit of a bad guy. I like when he's a bit of a bad guy. Like, he can do the very nice, like, kind of, like, friendly face stuff very well, but I like when there's a bit of a sinister edge, even in um, Game Night, although, like, he kind of, like, he's just an odd man in that. I like, I love him he's in Game Night so much. In Game Night. <laughs> so good. Um, but yeah, it's not the most original plotted film I've ever seen. It's not as really twisty as I was expecting, but it's enjoyable enough, and there's some, like, a couple of really good bits of like dark comedy in there as well so it, it keeps it quite light it's never like it's not a, like an intense like hostage like torture film it's quite a light like fun thriller film um mm. but yeah crucially and i can't stay it enough 90 minutes or less <laughs> which, which is a music to a lot of people's ears yeah i'd recommend it if you want a, a nice little nice little evening in with netflix.com yeah, a go. nice little takeaway film. Exactly. And oh, you know what? Yeah. I put that on at, because, you know, I have late bedtime. So I put that on at like half 11. It was done by one. I was like, I'll go to bed. But of course, what did I do, Joe? You know what I did. I saw yeah. the game Vampire Survivors on my desktop screen. And I thought, do you know what? I'll just have one bash on that. Enjoy Turned yourself. into three or four. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think you've briefly spoken about Vampire Survivors before. I talked about it mainly with regard to the fact that it's the only thing I've actually properly played on my Steam Deck. Um, I started playing it two days ago. Um, I think, like you said as well, it's only £2, that game, which is yeah, ridiculous. bargain of the century. Um, you'd, oh, how do you explain what this game is? You only move, like, you'd be much better at explaining what this game is than me. It's a bullet hell game where the only thing you control is movement. Like, go. you are a character in a group of never-ending huge crowds of evil monsters uh, and your weapons fire automatically and always fire in the same way um, mm. and it's just about upgrading yourself to be able to survive for half an hour um, and then you win and by win i mean death comes on and kills you himself because <laughs> you cannot be killed by any other means i've got um, nowhere near great. half now i've only pl- i've played less than 10 runs but yep. i've got to like 11 minutes which i'm mm-hmm. i'm happy enough with i've unlocked like the second area so mm-hmm. i've got up to like level that's pretty good ones. for the first few runs I would say. I was, I was feeling there is a bit of luck. Like, there's just mad bits, you know, where I think it's like level 19 or the first one where it's just like endless armies of skeletons just come from every so, direction. So it's, it's more tied to the actual time. Like, it's, so oh, it's okay. If they work level. like clockwork. 
Um, oh, okay. It's kind of like the circles in Warzone, weirdly. Um, you can kind of time where what you're going to need to do next. You start getting into the rhythms of those things. Um, mm. I say that as if I have done that. I could do that if I, you know, wasn't just screaming the whole time and trying to, <laughs> trying to yeah, run I'm away. I'm just mindlessly staring at the screen, kind of just finding any gap. It's almost been like, in a weird way, it reminds me of... Um, like when you play an American football game, you're playing as the running back. You're almost like trying to spot for the gaps in everything mm. to try and make your way through a crowd. Hundred percent. Like, I've never been a running back. I will put that. Down. I would. I've never been, especially a professional, uh, a national football league running back. It'd that be is, amazing if you were on this. Now. If you were on this <laughs> podcast as an ex-professional running back, yeah, I would God, be confused. Those years are behind me. Knees are gone. But um, yeah, it reminds me of that. It's almost like, yeah, I'd. I, just kept, I kept that mindset to it that it's almost like you can always play it. It's such a simple game in many respects, but there's, I feel like there's loads of different ways to play it. Like it's almost mm-hmm. like a rhythm game at times. Like I feel myself like going like forward, back, left, forward, back. Like almost getting in like a step rhythm with what your weapons are. Like I cannot wait for you to see how ludicrous those weapons get. <laughs> like by the end, like if you are successfully getting to the end of half an hour, you have four or five weapons that effectively make it impossible for you to be touched by anything other than like world ending monstrosities that will occasionally (laughs) appear to attack you um it's just fucking brilliant also i would say it's easier to win on that second stage so if you're interested i would start playing there because it's a bit more compact and i think the Mm -hmm. uh the enemy variations are a little different yeah um i like it it's i genuinely i haven't played an indie game that's kind of captured my attention in that way for such a long time, particularly something that made me kept coming back to my PC. I'm very much a handheld or console person. Um, mm-hmm. But before I got it on Steam Deck, I just kept turning on my PC to play Vampire yeah. Survivors all the time. It's I just so love cool. this. And it's a reg. Not often does an indie game like that launch as well. And it's on Mac, which I so mm. playing on my Mac, but which is amazing. Like, yeah, I can't recommend it enough. It's like I said, it's I think it's two pounds nine pence or something. Ridiculous. That's really like, good. Like, <laughs> you can't turn that down, even, can you? <laughs> even if you played it for half an hour and thought, oh, I don't know if this is for me, it's two pounds. And like, it's still yeah. in early access, and he keeps adding more stuff. Like it's it's really cool. I I mm. cannot wait to see how much more. Like I've just looked. I've played this for twenty hours. That's wow. ridiculous. For games that can get last as long as half, like at maximum half an hour, many of which I have definitely not reached that high. Um, yeah, I can't wait for this. Like more of this is all I want. It'll be great. Exactly. I've Vampire got a question survivors. actually. So mm. I'm getting a Steam Deck, but it hasn't been delivered yet. Um, who knows when that's going to turn up? Hopefully, sometime in Q3. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I haven't played this yet. Do you think I should wait until my Steam Deck comes and save it for that, or is it uh, worth just buying it now and just trying it out? It's kind of, uh, it's interesting. I mean, I will say for the Steam Decks, uh, to the Steam Decks credit, it doesn't really matter because all your cloud saves come over seamlessly and it doesn't really, it won't make any difference in terms of like starting again or any of that kind of stuff. In terms of like the experience of it, the only problem is that like once you get to the final bits, uh, the final bit of the half hour, the Steam Deck cannot keep up with how much shit is on the screen because like Mm -hmm. it is literally thousands of individual units coming at you and you firing (laughs) 400 projectiles a second um and like it gets to a point literally i think at one point i was at like a frame a second um just being like jesus good good so it actually it kind of makes more sense as a game 
in terms of performance on a on a you know a gaming PC. Um, but it just fits handheld so well. Like I I honestly yeah. wouldn't be surprised. I may be wrong, but I wouldn't be surprised if this is part of the reason that it won't come to Steam. Uh, sorry, to to Switch because I don't think the Switch could actually handle the end of Vampire Survivors, um, <laughs> which is ridiculous because if you've seen what this game looks like, you'd be like, why? Um, but yeah, it's kind of a weird one. I, I but I would say the the Steam Deck makes it so convenient and it just feels right on that that control scheme immediately yeah. mm-hmm. it looks really like cool. that i've seen a lot of people who have just got their steam decks who are like they're playing that game like everyone's oh, really? talking about That's that cool. game yeah i'd, um, I'd yeah, give it a go wild. but be prepared to lose a lot of your time to it because yeah 10 minutes sometimes goes by in a heartbeat and yeah game, so it's naughty Ooh, it's amazing um emma have we got an endless search this week we have inside what is it then all right so i can't take credit for this week's um endless search thank you to james booth Oh, well, I've already, I've outed myself now. (laughs) Thank you, James Booth, sending in a lovely endless starch. Oh. Hope you're ready. So if you haven't, if you haven't heard I don't often get to play this. Yeah, Mm. but aren't you quite good at it? From memory, I thought you were decent. People always like, oh, I'm good at this. I don't remember even really playing it. Okay. I think it's because I write them. People must be like, well, if he can think of them, he must know how to work them out. (laughs) So that's not, it's not the same thing. Okay. We'll see how it goes. We'll we see how hope. you do. So, yeah. yeah so with uh, Endless Starch, it's pretty simple. Basically, we'll have a clever or funny or both description of a game. And um, whatever the game is, it will have, like, you switch one letter and it will yep. change the title to make a cool new one. Mm-hmm. So... I got it. Yeah. It'll I... become very apparent after one if you haven't got it. Yeah. Do not worry. Exactly. So we've got nine to work through. Ooh. Yes. So... So how do you want to do this? Do you want to just shout out? I think we you, just shout out. You know. I think scream, yeah. scream think, at the oh, sun. Oh, scream! Okay. Do we buzz? Is there a buzz element? Oh, that would be cool. What would your buzz? Do we shout our be? name. I okay. don't want to shout my name. <laughs> uh, you could say Sai, and I'll say Joe. I so it's syllable Cy. fair. I hate. Like I don't care what people call me. I just don't like Sai. All right. What about like cards? <laughs> cards. <laughs> cards and can scripts. Just, we'll go cards go, and ah! scripts. Can I go? Ah! If you want to. If you want. Okay. If you want to maintain that syllable. for I might like, just potentially say what nine I think different ones. Can we just say the answer? Oh, fine. All right. Fine. <laughs> Be boring. Look, we tried to make oh, it fun. I, I, you know that being called boring <laughs> is what cuts me most to the core. <laughs> <laughs> and yet it's said to you so much. It's I crazy. know. I fight it every day. <laughs> All right. Are you ready for your first one? Yeah. Yeah. This PlayStation icon suffers a fall from grace. Down on his luck, this orange critter is reduced to rummaging for apple cores in the rubbish. Crash Bendicoot. Uh, no, but that is actually really good. <gasps> what? <It's not laughs> that, that should be the answer. <laughs> oh, Trash Bandicoot. Uh, yep. Joe got look, it. Those got look, it twice. <laughs> yeah. That's, 
That's that's good. That's good stuff. That was good. Even <laughs> the first one, to be honest, just have points You went for, for the English uh, variety. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thinking very. Yeah. This is the UK podcast, man. I'm going bin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. With his big rod, Shepard set sail on the Normandy to become the galaxy's greatest angler. Bass, Bass effect. effect. Oh, oh, I don't know who was first. Oh, well, it depends how where I sync up this uh, audio, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh. That genuinely, for me, it was both of you at the same time. Do you know what happened there? I feel like I started saying it first, but said it slower. So Joe caught up with me because he said it quicker. <laughs> well, I think we ended saying it at the same point. <laughs> so you're saying you came first. Uh, um... <laughs> how about you just both get a point and we'll both um, get a point yeah okay. we'll, we'll just see how it goes yeah right. i would play bass effect by the way yeah sounds good yeah parking next to little planets and like throwing a really long fishing line down to them and catching fish that take <laughs> get it on the play date to, to winch there you go oh, play date intergalactic idea. play date fishing game yeah we've got oh, too many ideas that's that grave digging grave digging I like that a lot. <laughs> okay, moonlighting at his local Weatherspoons. Anton Castillo, played by Giancarlo Esposito. Bar Cry Six. Yeah. Bar Cry Six. You got it. That was very well good. done. I don't even think I'd finished yeah. speaking. It was that far. I feel like I feel like this is quite a hotly contested one, so I didn't want to wait. Got <laughs> <laughs> bank those points while exactly, you can. Exactly. You know, you don't get points for manners in this game. Okay, next one. Tommy Vassetti has to pick up his kid from school because of an outbreak. Scalps are oh, itchy. GTA, GTA Lice City. City. Yeah. Oh, Joe was in there. Joe was right I, in there. My main problem was I forgot the term GTA. So I was like, I've got Lice City, but I've got to say the first bit. <laughs> Very good. Okay, next one. If any of my neighbours are listening here, they oh, must think I'm throwing up. I just keep going, ah! Yeah. <laughs> The Slayer buys a gigantic subwoofer and is forever blasting out his favourite tunes. Boom. Boom Eternal. Oh, Boom Eternal. Yeah, I, I just said Boom. Oh, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. Cardi's got that. Oh. You're currently... Boom! <laughs> Three points each. Like Basil Brush. There's a blast We're from just the past innocent well. innocent men. Uh, <laughs> it's all links are coming. Oh, it's all coming now and Ugh, what a game. <laughs> All right, next one. A classic Naughty Dog platformer on the PS2 in which one of the game's duos is replaced with a serial killing blood splatter analyst from Miami. A uh, Jack, Jack and Dexter. Dexter. Yes. For me, Joe was quicker on that one. Uh, I think For this me, is the internet I was connection. He was ahead. <laughs> it's the internet connection, I think. <laughs> you got to pay the big bucks for those big spoons. I'm... Honestly, gonna sync this up at the clap we do at the start of the podcast. I'm not gonna nudge it forward oh, so people not. think I've been. Also, Cardi goes on about how good his upload speeds are all are all the time. So I don't. My upload enough. speeds are terrible. My downloads oh, are great. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. There's uh, three more left. Joe's mm-hmm. in the lead with one more point. Oh, so, okay, oh, that's all okay. to play for. So. It's still doable. So, yeah, I'm just gonna have to preempt it. Okay. 
As he waits for his sequel, Link goes to his local curry house. The waiter approaches and Link gives his order. Two plain naans, one plain rice, a pint of uh, cobra and a chicken korma. Nothing The Legend of Zelda mate. Breath of the Mild. Oh, that's yes. where I was going. <laughs> that's uh, a good one. I like how long it takes to get to what that's going to yeah, be. Yeah, that was a good <laughs> little story that we went on there. A little journey. Yeah, yeah. Mild. Okay. Next one. The Italian plumber and his crew also went to the curry house. Oh, okay, continuing with that theme. <laughs> but went all out, vindaloos all round. The following morning, mini games come to an abrupt end when someone lets rip and a repugnant smell fills the Mario air. Mario Farty. Farty. Yes. <laughs> John, I'm I feel like the these curries. are just speaking to, was... like, to you. You're just getting them so quickly. I'm just, yeah. I, I just I too I'm really think about the curries and not the the aftermath. Yeah, I'm good at two things: Nintendo and curry. And so I'm really yeah. That's my that's where I'm up for it. This is your strong suit. Uh, yeah. All right. It's, it's one. It's one. I can save some face. So Joe Joe is he has one. I'll be He's honest. One. But Hell should we yeah. do the last one anyway, just for yeah, fun? Absolutely. absolutely. Cool. PPI claim need to renew your VHS player rental. Give those old folk a bell in FromSoft's latest cold calling epic. Uh, oh, that cold calling. This is pretty clever. I have to admit, this is good. Uh, oh, I'm trying to think what's changing here. Oh. Is it Olden Ring? That doesn't make sense, does it? No, but you, you're, like, very close. Close, yeah. If... Uh, what, what, what letter's changing? Yeah. It's got... Ring's got to stay the same. You'd be correct, yes. What was the clue? Is there, is there something missing? I can read I it out know. again if you want. Let's go. That's, yeah. That's, 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 yeah. All right. PPI claim. Need to renew your VHS player rental. VHS. Give those old folk a bell in FromSoft's latest cold calling epic. Elder Ring. Yes. There we go. <laughs> that was pretty good. Okay. I like that one. That really good threw stuff. me off. I was confused by, by the PPI claims. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Good there was stuff. a good, there was a good uh, gradation of difficulty to that. There was a proper curve. It was, it was hotly was. contested. It was a good game, and we all had there fun. There was curry in it. That was, was curry. That I yeah, I really good. appreciated those. Those were good. And the final mm-hmm. scores were Joe with seven. Uh, seven. We don't need to. Yeah, need to Simon's that. got three. Um, I just wanted, to, for the record, uh, we need to mention it. <laughs> uh, we, we do. <laughs> I think the most important thing is that we came out with the idea of intergalactic fishing for the play date. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll we'll pitch that to uh, to whoever will listen, <laughs> which is probably nobody. Um, if you want to send in an email, send it to us at ign underscore uk feedback at ign dot com. Tell us. Do you know what? Why don't you tell? What would you do with the crank for a play date? Think of a good crank game. We want good crank games for the play date, as as well as of course any grave related story. <laughs> no, we any grave. Should we broaden it to graves? I don't know. Um, only if they're good grave stories. I don't want to hear mm. about wakes and that. Yeah, I don't. Or Gustav um, Graves from uh, Bond. I uh, 
yeah, are, are we good with asking people to send send us game ideas and just like give away potential intellectual property? Mm, Is that on? That's true. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Let's stick to grave digging. I don't know. We may have gotten everything we have from grave digging. I hope you not. You don't know that. We've gone on about exactly. it. Well, talking about grave digging, I've got one here from Tony Keary. He says, Hi, IGN crew. I laughed so hard when you said to shout to a grave digger, show us your sexy grave digging muscles. <laughs> I don't remember saying that. that. Sounds like saying you'd say, though, Joe. Yeah, I think it will probably. Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, I had that job for only a few weeks, but had to quit because someone who was part of a funeral came up and asked, Do you dig graves? Without thinking, I replied, They're okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear <laughs> uh, obviously they were all mortified i'm now a postman <laughs> what oh. <laughs> that's pretty cool really there we go we want milkman though have you ever been a milkman tony <laughs> yeah have Tell you done us. the full the the triple triad as i call it <laughs> great digger to postman um, to milkman yeah t- tell us how uh yeah being a postman is <clears throat> not the randy stuff um yeah and he um, signs it off yeah. with respect the grave. <laughs> I do. I suppose you should. I respect it so so much that I cry when I think about the grave. Um, I've got this from John Doobie. Oh. Hey, folks. First time writer. Unless, of course, I wrote to you while I was a drunk. <laughs> oh, sorry. While I was drunk. I <laughs> don't remember. Just the, just, the le- just the letter A really changes Changes that. it all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's very much the the story of the Endless Starch as well. Just writing in to say that I too have spent some time as a gravedigger. I can't believe it, I love it. It is by far the most melancholic job I've ever had. I should hope so. This was the summer between my second and third years of high school. That's a young young gravedigger. Look, young gravedigger is also a great rap name. Um, Uh... <laughs> Even though all I wanted to do was stay home and play a little game I discovered called Dragon's Dogma. Uh, yes, please. My urge to not be around my father was what? even greater. Okay. <laughs> where's, where's this all going? My uncle, a local landscaper, knew this and got me in touch what? with the administrator for nearby St. John's Cemetery. This is very specific. While I loved being active out in the sun, listening to music and jawing with the other two guys in my crew... Another rap word. A few times a day, the realisations would kick in. I'd realise I was surrounded by bodies, that the plot I was digging was about to be one more, or even that all the people I saw visiting my workplace were much like were very likely in a much sadder state of mind. You, the you, most, you think? The most depressing moment... Oh, we're not no. even halfway through this email. The most depressing moment was when no one was there for the service of one individual. Oh, no. <laughs> In lieu of loved ones, the priest, my grave-digging crew, the landscaper uncle, and the funeral director all gathered around and did a short service for this complete stranger. That's really nice. That's really well nice. Well done. Yeah, that is, that's genuinely lovely. That being said, I believe this job is the best thing that wow. ever happened to me. Here we go. Ah, oh, now... Here we. This is what we were talking about last week. I left the, my uh, sophomore year a pasty, doughy, five foot nine gamer boy, and I came back a tan, oh. six foot one, and extremely muscular gamer boy, <laughs> who now also had a short beard. 
Is that? I like to think that's because you were sh- at those cemetery gates shouting, "Show us your sexy grave digger muscle." I was not shouting that as a at a high school sophomore, <laughs> Cardi. That's not my vibe. Uh, I also thinking it though. I also now had more interesting things to talk about than just how great Dragon's Dogma is. What, you were talking to about that. Like. Well, I would talk to anyone about Dragon's Dogma. <laughs> sexy, muscular, and grave digging, or not. Girls and a few guys started looking at me in a much more flattering way. My confidence was through the roof. This is not meant to be a brag about how late I got in the second half of high school. Okay, maybe a bit. But more importantly, that's where I learned healthier ways to take care of my mental health instead of gaming in the dark all the time. For me, it's equally important to interact with others, be active, take care of myself, and experience things out of my comfort zones. Uh, sometimes I forget these things, but I'm always best at my best with a good balance. If you treat yourself well, you're more able to treat others well too. This is a rollercoaster email. There's some generally lovely uh, moments, yeah. bits of advice mixed in with some some grave digging. John sounds like a really interesting and well balanced person. Um, anyway, sorry for the rambling. I know this isn't as interesting as your other feedback. <laughs> Disagree, oh. <laughs> but I was inspired to share. Respect the sea, arisen, which is a Dragon's Dogma reference. Oh. John from Vermont, absolute oh, ledge, grave yeah, digging ledge with a short <laughs> beard. Uh, I do wonder how many more grave diggers we've got out there. But, uh, I would love to hear more. That's fantastic. And we again, have... no embalmers. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some feedback to share as well from Connor Andrews. Connor says, hey all, hope you're all doing well and recovered from the illnesses that played episode oh, 639. Yes. Thank you we, very much. I sound better, better, hopefully. I think so. Good oh, stuff, yeah. good stuff. Uh, me and my fiancé were in the car listening to this episode. When the Smarties oh. tweet was mentioned, it caused a divide. Oh, I think it caused <laughs> it a, a divide, divide for many people. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, I don't think you were aware of this mad moment from our... I'm not until Jessie yesterday, Gamers. but yeah, I hear that Smarties, yeah. according to Jesse, are the greatest chocolate in the world. Yeah. Which is bollocks. <laughs> well, um, okay. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> Uh, my fiance not only believes Smarties to be one of the best, but also said Ooh. each colour has a unique taste based on the colour. Mm. The most no. prominent being orange tasting <laughs> like chocolate orange. That's a real you, thing. You right? call them orange you call them nonsense, Joe. Choc- chocolate orange is legit. That the orange Smarties do taste like chocolate orange. The rest are all the same taste. Yeah, that is, no. that is known. What are you disagreeing, I- Cardi? No, I just didn't know. I, I honestly couldn't tell you the last time I had some smarties. <laughs> Probably yeah. over 15 years. <laughs> That's the thing. It's harder to tell as well if you do what I do and just smush them all in your mouth in one. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who's having smarties one by one? Maybe we should. Maybe we should be savouring the no, orange we ones shouldn't. because they're we different. We shouldn't be eating them at oh. all. I, I, if I'm eating a smartie or an M&M, I will have one and just suck on it until it turns into a I'll soup. Do- that's I'll do M and M's maybe one by one because they're bigger, or maybe like two. Mm. But Smarties, no, you want like three or four. They're tiny, yeah. and they're only getting smaller. <laughs> uh, That's a conversation for a different day, I guess. Exactly. Um, so Connor there any... says there's a little bit more. Oh. I thought this was some next level Mandela effect, and asked if M and M's also have a flavour. Oh, okay, we're on M and M's as well. Mm-hmm. To which she said yes, but not as strong. What? I don't think. I think they're all the same. They are. I thought yeah. M and M's were all the same because M and M it's it's whichever type you pick, right? You know exactly, what you're getting yeah. going in: mm. peanut or crispy or 
chocolate, yeah, whatever. I think that's. I think you need to have a word with your fiance, Connor. That said, I would definitely take a packet of M and M's that mixed up all the different types. I would Ooh. love that, like a Revels. Revels M and M's, yeah. I'd go for good. that. I love those crispy ones and the pretzel ones. I don't yeah, know if they're the even. Are they over ones. here? I can't no, remember. No, I almost bought some back from the UK, but I forgot just how expensive they are, even in America. Like, oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Absurd how much they are. Like $12 yeah. a pack or some shit. Yeah. Ludicrous. Which ones are your favourite oh. in the UK? Mm, probably Chris. Oh, no, it, Peanut. Mm. I love Peanut. I love M&Ms. the Peanut ones. I think I think mine would be crispy. Or do you know what? Maybe just the milk chocolate, just chocolate ones. Fair. Maybe maybe I think it's a really nice tasting chocolate. Um, mm. That's why Smarties can f off. Uh, exactly. Even the orange ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. To Connor's question, uh, Smarties and M and M's, another coloured chocolate. Only orange Smarties have a taste based on the colour. That is it. Mm. And I refuse to go. hear. If anyone emails me telling me different. I will send a gravedigger to your house because <laughs> I know loads of them now. I so... can't think of any other colour. What other coloured chocolates are there? Uh... Mm. Good Chocolates in a candy shell. Uh, yeah. Your mint mini eggs. They all taste the same, don't they? Mini yeah, eggs, oh, eggs, mini eggs the are amazing, but the packets are so small. You hardly get any in there. <laughs> I oh, know. You seem quite angry about this, Emma. It's something happened the last week with mini eggs. Well, it's just been Easter, hasn't it? And I was hoping <laughs> I'd get a nice, a nice bag of mini eggs. And for the price, I, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to have to go without. I just have to remember them instead. Well, oh, the good thing is, <laughs> as most people should do, is just wait until the day after Easter. For some reason, all the chocolate is half price, despite still having months on the best before. <laughs> Cause, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um... Yeah, I can't think of any other uh... Reese's Pieces, not chocolate, but you know. Yeah, they that, are. They all uh, taste. Uh... They they all taste of delicious peanut yeah. butter. We're gonna get emails about this now, saying we're wrong. Although Joe, you seem to be pretty adamant. Uh, I'm saying like of the truth on your of, side of your mainstream variants. That's all you're getting. Orange Smarties. Mm. That's the only one. Okay. And okay. honestly, I think that's an imposition. Don't put orange <laughs> just in there without asking me. I like but it. Chocolate orange is but fantastic. At least ask. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's fair enough. Um Well, that was that was a fun episode. I enjoyed, I enjoyed myself there. Good. Um, yeah. yeah um, uh, and as long as I enjoy myself, that's all that matters. <laughs> so uh <laughs> That's the main thing. <laughs> um what music do we want? Is there uh, I'm trying to think what the vampire survivors music even is or if we could even get it. I don't know. Um so the play date does it have like little startup music or a song or anything? Mm, it, I always have the sound turned down. I don't know. Uh, for God's sake! Uh, Better Call Saul's got like a very short intro, which I always appreciate because I just want to mm-hmm, get straight mm-hmm. into it. That's that's got let's, quite, quite. Let's do quite that a nice then because intro. people at this or, point are probably thinking we want this quickly done. <laughs> or can we do that grave music? What great funeral music? Yeah, funeral dirge. Can we just put a funeral dirge at the end? Well, I bet there's a trap remix of the funeral music. What from from the from Young Gravedigger? Yeah, from Young Gravedigger and the crew. Okay, here we go. Here's Young Dave. Young Dave. Young Great. Yeah, you don't even know if this music exists. That's bold from you. I'm glad you do it. You're gonna hear something. Enjoy it. Goodbye. Bye.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.